1: Hello and welcome to another Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily right here on Wrestle 2. And we are fresh off the final wrestling pay-per-view of the year. WWE TLC, much to get into. Murder is afoot, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot to, to get into on that card and the news that has fallen out of that. It's been a busy week and interviews for me for stuff that we might touch on as well. But I am flanked by WrestleTalk's prodigy, journalist uh louis Dangor, the uh al mccarthy senior is looking Junior. down on his child how are you louis
2: oh yeah no i'm good i'm good i'm good tlc last night was pretty good on the whole i really liked it i thought it was a late contender for pay-per-view of the year i in terms of wwe anyway it was less than three hours which always get or just about three hours which always gets a big thumbs up from me it was. There might be murder, but other than that, it was a thoroughly enjoyable pay per view. So happy days! Thumbs up from me. I'm Can having you...
1: real audio issues my end for some reason. Like, you, like people were coming, you were coming and going
2: all through that chat. Um, okay. Well, let's have a look have at been, the chat. You as might as have to man
1: the ship quickly while I while I fiddle with what's going okay. on
2: here. So I'll run down my rough thoughts on TLC, which was, on the whole, I thought actually a very, very positive show. There was very good matches. The opening match was good. I actually really enjoyed the Miz and uh, Miz cash and stuff, which was not as bad as I thought it would be on paper. And you get the, the money in the bank off Miz without having him win. I know it's another money in the bank wasted uh just so you know how uh, the comments are saying that it, audio was fine for both of us i i mean i
1: couldn't hear like to, it's, I, I can now it's just sort of itself out i went into the options but the when like you know that our intro music was playing it was coming and going i was like is that just me And then, for some reason, um, when you started talking, it just went silent. Anyway, we're back in business, it seems. We're
2: back in business. And I didn't have to man the ship for too long and scare people off. Again. We're having problems, Right. Now I can't hear you very well. Say something.
1: No, yeah. okay. right, I'm leaving, I'm coming back. All right. I'll
2: All man right. the shit for a little bit. Right, so TLC, you can see how, see, these backdrops aren't kayfabe very well, so um, you can see this side of my room. But um, yeah, I want to see you guys in the comments, what did you think of TLC? What were your thoughts on the show, your favourite matches, your favorite segments did you like the Charlotte Flair return did you what did you think of the uh, murder at the end of the show because I know a lot of them have been very a lot of those sort of segments have been very divisive online I've seen some people say like oh Charlotte Flair's back it's great and other people be like "Mm, Charlotte Flair's back not so great Um, yeah so we've got here from Dion. That's how I'm going to pronounce that name. Uh, it's been pretty good over. It pretty good overall. I do agree with that. Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan. It was good until the main event happened. I do also agree with that. I thought the main event was a sour point. Uh, thought Roman KO was a fun match. Yeah, I thought it was very fun. I probably think fun even sells it short. Um, three out of five. I don't know. I think I'd actually go four. Low four, granted. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. Stop it, Louie. Stop fiddling with...
0: There we're we back.
1: go! Right. I feel like we're back in business. Sorry for the technical difficulties, guys. Sorry. Sorry about that.
2: Uh, I Louis, mean, every, everyone knows what I've thought about TLC now, so is there any point us talking about <laughs> it? show's so done. Basically. Mm-hmm. basically. Basically. Basically done.
1: It's gone again. It's actually gone again! What
2: is going on? So can you not hear me at all? Can you not hear me at all? Okay. Right. I'm 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 fully gonna restart and come back. I might be gone forever because there could be an update. That's all right. Listen, we will finish this show and do an hour with you guys. So even if we have to stay here Again, again, you've just come back. I don't know why you keep going and coming and going for me. What is this? I mean, everyone could hear me when I was talking before. So I don't think it's an issue my end.
1: No, it's not. It's for me. But I don't know why it keeps coming and going. i tell you what, restart. SB3 is not wrong here, though, is he? Hey,
2: right. Look at um, you. Even before you restart your laptop, you're getting your plugs in. So well, I'll tell you, what, mean, you go, sort sort your issues out. It's I'll working, it's the working now. So I'm just like, I just, okay. don't want to
1: touch anything. I just really want it to be like, right. okay. Um, okay. it's, it's all, all, all the issues on my end, people, sorry, I don't know what is happening because I haven't done anything different than I usually do, but for some obscure reason it's playing up anyway, uh, as SP three alludes to here, um, and of course everyone who watches wrestling daily regularly last week will know that we were teasing. I want to say, um, yes, we were aware that Charlotte Flair was going to come back and be the partner and they were going to win the tag team gold. Um, I've heard a little bit about what the plans are moving forward with Charlotte and Asuka. And yeah, I must say, I'm excited to see the direction it goes in. I know some people were kind of like, Oh, Charlotte Flair winning a gold again. But I think in the grand scheme of what this story could, could be, I'm excited to see where it goes, Lou.
2: Yeah, no, it was really good. I, Enjoyed seeing Charlotte back. The match felt bigger. And I it felt like a big match. And I can't remember last time a women's match without Charlotte without um Bailey or Sasha felt that big. Um so it was good to see her back. The women's division, I mean, if this takes if, if this is what it takes for WWE to start booking Asuka in big storylines on Raw, big matches, big pay-per-view matches, um, then I'm I'm very happy with it. But I think people will be happy to know that we didn't spoil it beforehand. We could have done.
1: Well, geez, Um, you know, as Abnav asked here, Alex, what was your tweet about spoilers referring to? Well, Louis just alluded to it here. Uh, Obviously Meltzer and uh, Brian Alvarez unashamedly just uh, straight up tweeted that Charlotte Flair was returning and, and dropped the news. They didn't even give the whole spoiler, you know, luxury that some people want to be afforded because, you know, I saw some people go, well, don't don't follow him then. But then if someone retweets it or likes it or comments, then it's going to pop up on your timeline anyway. And, you know, so I, I just feel it's a common courtesy that you should at least say spoiler, you know, former champion returning at TLC tonight. And then people, if they want to click on it, fine. I personally don't. You know, I like I said, I knew this news for like 10. When did I tell you, Louis? 10 days, two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I just. to to me there's real no benefit in dropping those spoilers like who's really going to thank you for it i i certainly wouldn't thank anyone ruining a show for me so all i use that information for was i did a piece on a report on what the plans were moving forward and that her plans were locked in which obviously i knew that they were um and i know a little bit moving forward which i will share with you guys in good time um but let us know in the comments like are you you know what's your deal on spoilers do you want to know um you know is there a way that you want to be told them uh you know I, it is I, difficult it is really difficult it is spoilers. but for me like I, 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 like I said it's just my way of operating um I choose not to do that but I understand yeah. I understand why people do spoilers but I still think there's a way to do them yeah. like for instance Sean Sean Rossap um puts them behind the paywall and teases them he doesn't directly say like you know, for instance, like I mean you wouldn't pay for it, would you, if he just told you? But that's the whole point. Like Fightful Select, who you'll say, I remember he said uh, after I'd spoke to him as well about the edge injury. Uh he put that behind Fightful Select. And if you want to know that, fine, you go and you click on it, right? But I just don't think you should put it in people's faces the way they did yesterday.
2: Yeah, like when we do it on Rusttalk.com like we wrote up the Askers storyline. So um like the like Asker the piece. piece. So when we did it, we we're like, spoiler on Asker's tag team partner. So if people want to know, they click. If they don't want to know, they don't click. And I think that's fine because you're giving people fine. the option to have a look, but if they don't want to look, they don't see it. But then I do also understand that if we report on it, then in our comments to that tweet, someone's gonna go, Oh, don't wanna see Charlotte Flair back, and then everyone's seen it. So it is a juggling balance of do those things go out there so for example if we were covering game of Thrones, we were tv series critics and we found out the the spoiler to the season finale of game of thrones you wouldn't go with that you wouldn't run with that piece you'd be like you know what let's leave it so i do understand that it's juggling and we've had the same thing even on after the fact on youtube videos here where people have messaged jolly and luke and been like why are you putting for example roman reigns retains in the thumbnail like i mean if it's,
1: already, if it's already happened it's not a spoiler is it it's that's not already, it's it's not. I haven't watched it um yeah. i mean yeah like again I, I understand why people do it and whatnot but i feel like you know i'm an editor at talk Sports, so i get to dictate how we do things and that's just how i like to do things i don't want <laughs> to spoil things if i wanted to come off as somebody who know. I mean, I don't know everything for starters, but I, this is something I did know. If I wanted to, you know, revel in that, like a lot of people do in this business, as we all know, I could have done, but I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't want to week, two weeks out, spoil something for wrestling fans. You know, it just would have, it just would have sucked, wouldn't it? Like, you know, even before Lana got injured, we knew this. And then when you start seeing that play out, I mean, that's the other thing as well. You don't, 100% no in wrestling until it happens. Um, but then when Lana got injured, it was like, okay, well, this this really is happening then. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't – it's fine that they, they did it. I just don't like how they did it. Simple as that.
2: Agreed. Understood. Completely understand. that. But, I mean, TLC on the whole, because I've given my thoughts, which you wouldn't have heard yet,
0: because
2: yeah. you're having uh, technical difficulties. What did you think of the show overall? Were you – Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. How did, how did
1: you feel? I was, I was a big thumbs up. I, th- I thought um, Hell in a Cell is... Sorry, Hell in a Cell, uh, TLC, all these gimmick pay-per-views just clouded my mind, Lou. Um, I, I think it's as strong as anything WWE did this year, if I'm honest. It's one of my yeah. favourite pay-per-views WWE did this year. I, I still think AW Revolution is probably my favourite of the year, but this was maybe in my top three, certainly top five, I think the only thing that really rivals it is Helena Cell and Royal Rumble for me for WWE this year. But uh, I mean, I, I look up and down the card. It, I think they they delivered or over delivered on every single account. Um, you know, if I have to be ultra critical, the Money in the Bank is a waste once again. And I understand people going, no, you can't have it every year. But the last four years have been. You know Corbin Strowman, you know, uh, Strowman by the way, and no contest in a hell in a cell, which is ridiculous. Um, Lesnar, the way he won it as well, was just ridiculous. Um, and then you look at this year, Otis kind of flopping it to the Miz and like they obviously never had a plan. It's pretty criminal because Money in the Bank, when you look at Edge, you could see M Punk, Brian, um, Rollins, Got nearly forgot him. Uh, Like, you look at the guys that it's really made as main event players, it's criminal that you can't find someone to do that. So I that that is a bugbear in mind. I also think The Miz, it doesn't make sense when he cashed in. Like, in in the ladder match, it might have done if everyone was kind of, like, out cold or whatever, but he cashed in and then attacked Drew, who was already on the ladder and, like, almost was still at ringside. Like, there was a lot to do. It wasn't a gimme. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you cash in, you'd think it was pretty much a gimme. Um, You know, if anything, you would have cashed in after the carnage and almost wasn't there and all of this stuff, but that's another I thing.
2: Say, I will say that, like, I think that the way they did, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, well,
1: it was entertaining. Um I'm just saying like, if you're looking for logic.
2: Oh yeah, of course. But I mean, I'm done. I'm done looking for logic. <laughs> the uh, but I mean, in terms of like how they made the storyline work, like Otis cashed in, thought he was going to win. Almost looked great. Like, Putting Miz like carrying him, putting him through the um, the table and then the chair. Like the gimmick chair was such a good spot. Really, when Morrison cracked over his back, he looked so good. Um, so that was that was really good for me. And then by the end, I thought anyone could have won it. And there was left, they left enough in the tank for Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles to go again, potentially at Royal Rumble, or if they want to increase Raw ratings, that could be a great Raw raw main event to book to, maybe on like a New Year's episode, like the first show after the New Year or something like that. But um, yeah, I I thought the match accomplished what it set out to do. There was... um, Opportunities for for like more storylines down the line, hopefully. And like listen, at the end of the day, I understand people's gripes with money in the bank, but I'm far happier this way around the Miz being WW champion heading into
1: 2021. Yeah.
2: Listen, uh, I, I like the Miz a lot. I think he's a great, like he seems like a great guy, a great company man, like someone that you can put to the media and be fantastic. But unfortunately, I just don't think him as WWE champion in 2021 is what you want to be doing if you're unhappy with ratings and really want to sort of give ratings a push. I don't think he is the right guy to turn that ship around. I think Drew is, and uh, I know we've seen things go down, but with fans coming back, I think Drew deserves that moment of him being on raw with fans. And hopefully we do start seeing that uh, over the next couple of months, maybe even starting at the rumble uh, next month.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hang
2: on. It's all right. It's me again. Um, uh, th- this if, if they're only first time, no, no, that, that was TV. that was that was
1: kids TV like trying to take over my living room again. Anyway, I was gonna
2: say, if there's any first time listeners of Wrestling Daily, this is not the usual um, shenanigans we expect with this show. The show is normally incredibly professional, incredibly um, well done. Today <laughs> has been a. I think we're we're on the TLC uh, tiredness. Our, our laptops are saying no, we need sleep. So um, <laughs> No, I yeah. mean, uh,
1: for me, like, in terms of, yeah, I I didn't mind that The Miz didn't successfully cash in. And when I look across both champions, where would he have done it? Like, yeah, I'm fine with it the way it came out. I just don't, I just think they could have done it better in terms of not making The Miz look a certain way. But I think that's just being picky because the match itself was very entertaining. And like you said, that's the goal, right? Coming into the last five minutes, you don't know who's going to win. I I was legitimately buying, like like, damn, Drew, Drew can drop this here. Um, um, I thought and either a
2: good one. Could win that, one. I, any three of them.
1: I see that the AJ Styles has tweeted today blaming The Miz, so I assume that's the direction that he's going to go. And obviously, we've got the Sheamus and Drew McIntyre feud that is brewing nicely, and you expect that to take some steps moving forward. Wouldn't mind seeing them face the Hurt Business in the next couple of weeks, maybe, that, that takes them to the Royal Rumble. Um, So yeah, I, I think that there's a lot, there's a lot in play, and like that was a great way to start the show. I think Sasha Banks and Carmella wildly exceeded expectations. The pacing was great. The transitions were smooth as anything, as they always are with Sasha. But but you have to remember that Carmella really did play her part too. You have to give her credit. A lot of people would say that might be her best outing of her career, and I'd be hard pressed to argue. Like I was very much like hmm, is it really smart to put Carmella in as just been just been repackaged and yet we're going to like feed her to Sasha Banks as the champion? But in actual fact, Sasha gets the win, and I think Carmella comes out
2: looking better than she ever really has. Yeah, it was our best WWE match I think I've ever seen. Singles match, definitely. I think it was really, really good. Um, massively exceed, uh, uh, exceeded expectations. Um, Sasha obviously played a very big part in that, being one of the best women's wrestlers out there. But Carmella more than held her own. The the Code of Silence, is, I really like it as a move. Oh, good. And the, the transitions from the Code of Silence into the bank statement, back into the Code of Silence, really nice. There were some nice sequences. Carmella looks the part, her entrance, her, the way she carries herself, the sommelier, who now is called Reginald, um, what look great, he, great match
1: from Reginald, by the way.
2: She like, looked like she was about to fall on her head, exactly. And he just caught her. And I was like, wow, he um, her. you know, he's a former gymnast, so he's incredibly physically impressive, right? Like, what he can do. And mm. um, so, so fair play to him, but no, I think this was a really, uh, a really good match. I think it elevated both women. Carmella didn't lose anything in defeat. And I know uh, while we're on this, we have an ultra chat about um this match and so i think uh seems like a good segue to do it and obviously if people want to get their ultra tracks in send them into wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle2 and we'll talk what you want to talk about what you want to discuss any any thoughts you guys have got on clc if you want to hear what we think the rumble direction is going to be the direction over the next few weeks we can do that So, um, should I hot tag to you for the Ultra Chat?
1: You sure can. It's Bo Hill, one of our absolute favourites here on the show. And he says, TLC thoughts, AJ should have won. Why wasn't Mella disqualified? Glad to see Charlotte back as makes for a great story when she and Oscar inevitably feud for the title. Can't make final decision on The Fiend until I see how Bliss reacts. That will be interesting. I mean... Yeah, uh, do you mean in reference to the uh, Somalia or or Reginald getting involved,
2: dragging
1: so, yeah. him out of the ring? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose he didn't hit Sasha, so I don't know. It, it'd be very fine lines with WWE and when they're feeding, like enforcing rules and when they're not. Um, A Day should have won. I'm 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 very much okay with Drew being the champion um charlotte back and oscar is inevitably going to be great you're not wrong there as far as the thing goes i'm sure we'll touch on this a little bit but um there's such a mythical character like yeah he got burnt alive but the undertaker was buried alive about four times um you know paul bearer even survived worse i would say than that so he's not like gone i just feel like it's going to be like a uh, a rebirth or, like, a next step in his character. Uh, and, of course, Alexa Bliss is central to that.
2: I don't know. I don't think we see The Fiend for a while, at least. I think there could really be something good. Maybe Bray's even happy that, like, he's ridded himself of The Fiend. He's got that devil off his shoulder, call it. I think that that could be a really good story. You could have uh, him try and refine and sort of re... Re, don't uh, you think the re- end of the story
1: though should be him getting his revenge on Orton like yeah like, I, I, uh,
2: so, I, so i think you'd drag this out till mania if if, if yeah, Randy and if saying, Randy not the plan gone because undertaker
1: was you know le, he would go away for months at a time on things like this so you're right it probably will be something that they they put on the back burner and come back to back burner um but i think yeah you've just said it right there Edge and Orton, if that's your plans for Mania, then you have to figure out ways to to kind of get around that. And I don't want to see the Fiend kind of lost in the shuffle for Mania season as a result of that. So we'll see.
2: So, I mean, what's confusing for me is um, www.com have just tweeted, uh, www.com have posted an, uh, an update today saying, has Randy Orton finally rid himself of the Fiend? The Viper repeatedly said he'd stop at nothing to put an end to his long-running issue with Bray Wyatt, and he made good on his word in sadistic fashion at TLC. Will Wyatt still find a way to torment his nemesis? So, he's dead. Yeah? Are we supposed to think he's dead? Was that what last night was?
1: I wrote that headline on Talksport today. I was like, like, Randy Orton burned Bray Wyatt to death. To death.
2: He's dead. He's got to be dead. Like, he burnt him alive. <laughs> but yeah, so Gamer Bro has said it was a stuffed dummy. W- we know it wasn't actually... We know that, dummy. Gamer Bro. Come on, man. But um, yeah, in terms of kayfabe, what we're supposed to believe, let's suspend disbelief for a moment.
1: D- by the way, I'd love to know how they did that with his jacket, like how he wasn't like burnt to a crisp, taking an RKO and like that little like obviously the jacket had some kind of like repellent or whatever on it that like abstained from just melting him. Um but it was it was cool, like a very cool visual how they yeah. did it, I think. Um and in but- terms of
2: news from the show, uh WrestleVotes tweeted that the match was pre-taped, so it wasn't live. So obviously the final bit wasn't live. The um bit in the rocking chair, which I really enjoyed was quite cool. <laughs> uh wasn't live. Okay. <laughs> He's
1: trolling you at this point. He must. I
2: hope hope he is because we know he's not dead. But I think so. I know people in the comments are saying like, "Oh, it wasn't really Bray. It was. It was like a a a dummy, whatever." (laughs) We know that, but that wasn't what WWE was trying to show you. Like they weren't trying to say that he's not dead. Like or he's not being burnt. Like they were trying to say like Bray is burnt. I mean, like, that's all right. Braun Strowman was suspended for headbutting Adam Pearce. I mean, don't, don't what's going to happen to Randy Orton for murder? Not, not attempted murder, not attempted headbutting, just flat murder.
1: Listen, you know what you do when you murder someone?
2: You hit your pose. That's what you do. I love that. I love that he hit the pose after murdering him.
1: Unbelievable stuff. Listen, uh, making our way through the card, I thought the women's tag title match was, you know, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I thought Charlotte looked crisp and uh, fresh on her return. You know, the 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 it did what it was meant to do. It, well, I don't think it was like a classic by any stretch of the imagination, but it kind of got over the fact that Charlotte and Oscar were a team, uh, uh, the the Queens of Tomorrow, I, I believe they've called themselves. So. You know, it, it did the job that it was meant to do there and it was kind of a, a cool way to bring Charlotte back and obviously we know that she was very assertive on the plans and what she wanted for her return wasn't crazy about Shayna taking the pin again but why do yeah. they protect Nia so much I mean Nia bumped around in that match more than ordinarily but I don't know why <laughs> God. well yeah but what my problem with her not taking the pin And and also when Charlotte kind of got the hot tag, Naya was the one in the ring. Like Charlotte should have been going crazy because in storyline, Nia Jacks broke her collarbone. That's why she's been away for six months, but commentary like barely acknowledged it. And Charlotte just kind of, you know, she came in, did her usual chops and went to business, which is you know fine, but why Why wouldn't she have been dead set on putting Nia Jax down? You know, I mean, it could be a layer to the story yet to come. I know we've come to not trust that, that with Charlotte Flair. But I just felt like it would have made sense if you're going to have Charlotte come back and have a rip-roaring t- return, then it should have been on the person that put her on the shelf.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that... Um... <sighs> Like they had an they had an opportunity there to make it all make sense and it did, but they didn't explain that. And normally, when when they find something, they're like, "Oh, let's ram it in." They didn't really do that. Sort of say like, "This is what's happened." Like she ruled her out six six months ago. Have like a video package, even if you want don't want to do it. Like she's making a entrance to look like it's been queued up. Have it in the middle of the match, like when there's a bit of a lull or something. Just be like, "Oh, this is what happened." Um however long ago six months ago this is what happened mm. um but yeah I mean I'd be interested to know obviously in the ultra chats uh, to get them in at wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle two, what people thought about this because I've seen more negative than positive and that surprises me because I think if people want to see Asuka in high profile feuds in high profile matches then this is the way we're going to see it and the best chance of that happening
1: Look, people are thinking over themselves, Lou, with the Charlotte hate. They really do. Yeah, um, like, I understand that people have grown tired of watching her win titles, but like on this occasion, for me, if you've got Charlotte and the, one of them's going to turn, presumably Charlotte, um, down the road, why? It's a great story to have Oscar then face her at WrestleMania on the stage where Charlotte broke her original streak in WWE get that win back over Charlotte if that's how it all plays out then it's fantastic it's a great story you can't just not have Charlotte and someone of her pedigree in the title picture like she whether you like it or not you know we're looking at Randy Orton's and Triple H's and people who have got kind of like over a dozen title reigns like why wouldn't Charlotte in the landscape of women's wrestling have the same she would she is that kind of player so I just I feel like people just jump on the jump on her. Like you, you they 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 don't even want to talk about the talent she evidently has in the ring and how she always delivers on pay-per-view and all of this stuff. Well, but she's put in that spot. Maybe because she deserves to be there. Maybe she had doors open for her because Flair is her name. I don't think anyone's denying that, but you can't say that she hasn't like bust through the doors that were opened for her. She has. She is one of the best performers in the world. Um yeah, you know, I I just I think people are a bit too much. On the whole, oh god, it's Charlotte again. Blah blah blah. I will tell you another bit of synergy that I liked last year at TLC. It was Charlotte tagging with Becky against Oscar and Kyrie. Sane. The year before, it was Oscar defeating Charlotte and Becky in a triple threat for the title. So Charlotte Very
2: teams match though.
1: Yeah, all yeah. Charlotte teams with Oscar this year to get the first win at TLC, and she, it's almost like she had to. Team with Oscar. Like That'd it's just a, a nice really good story, a nice yeah, I, bit of storytelling there. Yeah. Um, that you know, she had to align with her, and then we're gonna slowly peel back the layers and somebody's gonna turn. So I do I, I'm I'm more into it than than a lot of the people I saw are on Twitter, but it's very divided. I don't think it's just like completely negative or or either way. There are a lot of, you know, she's got a lot of fans, she's got a lot of detractors. But I personally objectively say that Charlotte Flair is good.
2: Yeah, I I agree. And I mean, Luke Owen has a great video on uh, Parts of Unknown on is Charlotte Flair actually good? Um, Spoiler, in my view, she is. Um, But yeah, I think that, I mean, Asuka made history at at TLC, becoming the first woman ever to win a women's tag team title with two different people. So kudos to her. And a thought I had while you were talking, I know how The Fiend's going to return. There was a smaller fiend underneath the bigger fiend. Right. Did you get the money in the bank reference with mm-hmm. it, mm, with with the, with, with the money in the bank um, for the, anyone that doesn't know a money in the bank, WWE um, had. So Ray Mysterio was thrown off a roof along with Alistair Black. And the way they returned was they were thrown off the big roof, but there was a smaller roof underneath the bigger roof, which is how they didn't die. So this is what's going to happen. There was actually a smaller fiend underneath the bigger fiend, which is how they survived. I think it's actually been said in the comments. Did you come up with that? Well, I didn't didn't see it from anyone, but um, it looks like it's been thrown around in the comments. Um, What what a
1: year Rey Mysterio had, by the way. Off the roof, lost an eye, daughters dating. (laughs) <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Poor bloke. Poor bloke. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, I, I think obviously moving on from that match, we then move into the hurt business. And new day, again, they've got easy chemistry. Like they're gonna have good stuff. It's gonna be a good match. You know what you're gonna get. But for me, the star of the show here is Cedric Alexander, man. That guy is growing by the week. He, he you know, exponentially he has grown since being in um, the hurt business in this match of course at the end we've got shelton benjamin who is basically got the win locked up he's got kofi cooked and uh cedric tags himself in lumbercheck which is a great finish by the way and and then uh, that's all she wrote now they're the tag team champions so uh, it's it's one of them though it's just these slight mannerisms and the 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 overt character that Cedric has just struggled to project his whole entire WWE career, obviously always a great worker, but he wasn't able to kind of flush out the character and have some personality. Every week now, he's growing a little bit more and more, and you have to say that, you know, working alongside MVP is literally doing wonders for him. I'm very happy to see the Hurt Business collect this, because if they'd lost, it would have been really, really weird with the weeks of TV that we'd seen precede it.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, two two points from me here. I was so refreshing how WWE didn't do the typical like. All right, there's uh, dissension in the heel ranks. So Cedric Alexander tags himself in, gets lo- loses the match for his team because he's too cocky, and then all the the like his teammates then look at him all angrily after, and then we go back to normal on Monday. Like it's so nice that they just all right, the wins are getting to Cedric's head, and they're actually pushing him. They're giving him big wins. He won that match for his team. Uh, Great story. I mean, you can spin that off into a Drew and Sheamus feud, which could be cool. Similar to what we saw with the AJ and Chris Jericho feud in 2016. That like the Y2AJ stuff where they teamed and then had their match. That could be cool. I think that, yeah, really good. Uh, Obviously, uh, nice to note that Shelton Benjamin obviously uh, dedicated his win to Shad Gaspar, who passed away obviously tragically earlier this year. So all the more... Um, so terrible poignant and uh and touching that tribute had uh 4sg written on his um wrist tape, so that was very nice. Obviously, to see him very touching. Um, Kofi lost a few teeth, so it was hard hitting. And I mean, you spoke about the year Rey Mysterio has had not having the best year getting thrown off a roof and um and had it having eyeball having his eyeball move, but what a year MVP has had! Like he came in as, as the rumble as a, as a little cameo that was like, All right, this will be cool, chuck him in there. Had his um retirement match the next night on Raw against Rey Mysterio, was then paired with Brendan Vink and uh, Shane Thorne with the original Hurt Business, if you can even call it that. And then he's just gone from strength to strength to strength, moving from a producer role to a full time on screen aligned himself with Lashley and Lashley's looked better than he ever has before Shelton and Cedric are looking better than they ever have before or it's definitely for Shelton uh recently MVP just looks the part he's been a great pardon the pun he's probably been one of the MVPs of WWE especially Raw uh over the last <laughs> couple of months Can't even um, a
1: pun. come on now go on uh,
2: but yeah, no, it it was it was good. Uh, it's really nice to see MVP in that role. Really nice to see her Business picking up some wins, and then that image of them all draped in gold at the top of the ramp, like that, just it's it's, it's a great image. It always works for me. And yeah. I've been spinning off this. There's a there's a, unfortunately there's not a lot of options. We'll likely see more of New Day and her Business. I just hope they don't run it into the ground.
1: I'm a sucker for the Evolution uh, Undisputed Era kind of like stable draped in gold image. Uh, I said this on Twitter yesterday. I feel like MVP is the best pickup the wrestling industry has seen this year. I think him and Eddie Kingston are the best signings that any company has made this year in terms of impact. I think you look at what Bobby Lashley, Sean Benjamin was sitting in catering. But what would Bobby Lashley and Cedric Alexander be doing without MVP? Like, he has essentially taken them to those heights. You know, Eddie Kingston has done amazing, like, and exceeded expectations and um, you grew a whole new fan base with his work in AEW. He has yeah, been a great pickup, right? An unexpected one. But MVP to come back, he's touched so much more around him. Like, his radius makes people better. Um, and I just. I love the guy. I feel like his charisma on screen has has paid dividends for so many people already. Uh, And yeah, I, I just think as far as a pickup goes that you wouldn't have called. My God, you know, the value that he's brought to the table for what his spot was meant to be is insane. Truly amazing. That does move yeah. us on to Roman and Kevin Owens, which we need to get through before we do get to some ultra-chats, which you guys can still hit us up with at wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle2. Um, yeah, I, I I love this match again. I, I, and I, again, I, for me, Roman Reigns is one of, you know, Kenny Omega's in the same breath probably at the moment with the way his character's going, the hottest things in the business. Yeah. And I'm looking at Roman Reigns in this match But Kevin Owens is all I could see. Like, that guy was stealing the show. These guys had a barn burner. You know, a lot of Jey Uso getting involved and all of that stuff. But Kevin Owens was irrepressible. He had that fire that I find so magnetic when I watch Kevin Owens. Like, you know, that kind of Kevin Owens that is focused and um, determined to overcome and to just lay a beating down. Like, he he wouldn't go away. I thought it was really, really well done. Um, Again, Owens loses nothing. In losing this match it was a great outing for him and I think that's a, a testament to, uh, to Reigns too that you know his work with uh, Jay, Uso and Kevin Owens like what he's done thus far as champion has elevated a lot of people around him and I think that's a bit of an understated quality in a champion so for me Roman keeps rolling along amazing Kevin Owens looked amazing the story keeps going
2: yeah I agree I think it really worked um Kevin Owens looked great in defeat. Like he was so resilient, uh, and ha- could have a legitimate gripe to say, "Listen, I should have won the match if Jey Uso wasn't there." So on SmackDown next week, yeah,
1: go. yeah, yeah go the,
2: it was SmackDown this week, the Christmas Day episode. WWE is putting on a uh, you know a Universal Title match, Steel Cage, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns rematch. Uh, obviously, so the the, uh, the I, I guess that the the rhetoric going into that the idea will be oh Jey Uso can't get involved even though we know
1: uh, he could climb it. he could climb it's worth saying as well Big E and Sami Zayn will also fight for the Intercontinental title on the Christmas episode and these will be taped tomorrow I believe on yeah. Tuesday I'm in
2: the Thunderdome for that show so I will
1: uh, okay do, uh, do do some
2: good, do some good uh, reaction faces I'll be
1: practicing in my mirror. I'd like to see that Uh, this does bring us back to the spoiler thing at the beginning of the show I think we're in agreement that we won't spoil even if we do know um, Mm -hmm. what will be happening on that show if you do want to get them elsewhere feel
2: free but let's keep wrestling
1: daily uh, I mean I will
2: have them on WrestleTalk.com so I will have it, but I will clearly as we said earlier preface it with a major like spoiler written in bold written in uh, capital so no one can miss it and then if people want to do it they can if they don't they don't have to but i mean we won't be discussing any spoilers on wrestling daily um, no and ideally
1: football. ideally don't in the comments either if you do yeah. decide to check them out but anyway lou uh proceed with your kevin owens loving before we get to the fiery main event
2: you know just really good show really good really good match it was i understand listen uh, when this went on before the the main event I was um this should really main event and then during the match I thought the same thing but afterwards after the main event I was like okay I can understand why the main event went on last like why the <laughs> Firefly Inferno match did because I, I don't know whether I'd be able to have concentrated as much on this match if I'd have seen murder beforehand like okay, uh, uh, what are you supposed to do how common are you supposed to act how are like how is anyone supposed to do anything so I do understand why, obviously, the firefight Inferno went on last. Uh, I mean, we have actually got a spoiler in the comments here for SmackDown from Tempest. Who said <laughs> the same one returns on SmackDown. Egg on his face when that does happen. But mm. I actually tweeted this about the SmackDown stuff. There's six weeks till the Rumble. So more time than your average pay-per-view sort of gap. So I predict the next two weeks will be probably not a lot of Rumble movement. It'll probably be a lot of like, I presume the Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns match will be very much like a house show style main event, like a fun spot, like cool stuff, but it won't be too much Royal Rumble story progression. Probably same with Raw tonight.
1: That's a good comment.
2: (laughs) Yeah, That's why nothing could have gone on after it. Like, hey, we just saw uh, Bray Wyatt murdered, but uh, next up we've got Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns.
1: Um, Good stuff, Tony K.
2: Oh, but yeah, but uh, good stuff all around. Obviously, I think uh, the next couple of weeks of Raw and SmackDown will be co- not missable, but they will be throwaway TV where if you don't like it, you can watch them and they will be good shows. But if you don't, you're not going to miss key story beats no. that uh, we would have otherwise seen. I mean, but with Raw's disastrous rating and reactionary changes, who knows? We could see something exciting that's more speculation on our part as opposed to... Some, uh, direct reports
1: well I mean on on the strength of that like, I, like as as we know I was told that um USA were not happy with the numbers and they were hoping that WWE would move in a uh quote-unquote adult though not sexual direction um and then we see a man get burnt to death so I don't know I mean I, I feel like that was already in the offing because of what they'd done on Monday like they'd obviously set that up or whatever um I don't know if they were planning to go to those lengths that they did on
2: Sunday. But um it's interesting that what, what well, but this wasn't announced as a fly inferno match until
1: well exactly that that's what I'm they? saying. I feel like the seeds were planted, but I don't know whether they actually decided hang on, how far can we take this until yeah, until in the week? That's what I think. Um, you know, I I see Meltzer was kind of like sour on the report, but as far as you know, like it's not as if USA can dictate to WWE, but there is like a million percent of dialogue between the network and this goes for Fox 2 and the host uh, of the show. So it's it's one of those things that is always going to be an ongoing thing. I, it, it just because USA suggests that or think that doesn't mean WWE is going to do it. Doesn't mean that's what we're going to get, but that is something that they have thought. I'm like. I'm very, very confident in that. So, I think um, it's very interesting where WWE go from here. And as we saw in the main event, you know, the, what really happened before the fire was filler to me. It was just action, like not even like particularly amazing action. But it did set the table. I didn't hate it. I know Louis wasn't a big fan, but I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. Um, but it was really kind of just getting us to where we needed to get to,
2: and it was. I do just want to before you continue, just on this uh, meltzer stuff. Uh just th- this comment from Elliot Fletcher.
1: Elliot, who who could have possibly guessed when she was coming back? Who could have done that?
2: I mean, there's zero percent chance anyone could have
1: guessed. Zero. <laughs> now that's a that's a good pun. Now that's you're that's talking good. about puns. Um only I did, because it puts you over. <laughs> I did actually post the screenshots of that yesterday. And I never really do that, but just because, you know. People are shooting shots. Lou, yeah, um,
2: I mean, yeah, go, go on with what you're saying. I just couldn't, I couldn't resist that 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 little uh, quip.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think Matthew McCoskey quite understands what's happening here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I report- so for those, for those that don't know, um, Dave Meltzer obviously said that, and not only Dave Meltzer, PW Insider, I believe, also said that. Um, Charlotte Flair will possibly be returning around so, uh, SummerSlam. Alex reported that there'll be no chance that's happening and sh- that she'd 0%. return around. 0% chance uh, that she'd return. And I think you said Survivor Series if, if a good story comes up, if not around Royal Rumble time, which but, is, exactly what, yeah. which is um, exactly what we've had. Yeah. Which is exactly what we've
1: had. We knew this because I knew the date of her surgery was like 26th of July. It was something like that. So, And obviously there's a six-week uh six week gap you know in in just just before you even start working out whatever from what she was doing so there was no way that she was ever planning to be back for SummerSlam so just the, the idea that it was even considered is is not true um no Matthew what aren't you following here I didn't report she'd be back for SummerSlam at all I was the only one who contradicted that I said she wouldn't be back
2: for SummerSlam,
1: I hope we've all got that clear now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for everyone. I think uh, I think we
2: might need a tweet from you clarifying this, but uh, no, it's uh, it's obviously. I'll, I'll put, nice I'll to put the
1: link in. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna find it's, it now. I'll put the link in. It's account. obviously good to
2: see your reports corroborated, and uh I guess not corroborated, but come true, which is always especially when uh, you know a couple of people might doubt what you said. I, I've had it, and Al's had it as well. It's nice that I know Goldberg when he said that he's on a two, ma- 2 match pay year deal and he'd done all of his matches for t- uh, 2020. I remember being like, all right, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this because I know it's true. Uh, but no one else was backing it. And I heard Meltzer said it's not true. And then Goldberg confirmed it in an interview a couple of, years, a couple of weeks later. So I was like, okay, good. Very good to hear. But um, while Alex is getting that, I will read it's an it's ultra something. chat here. We'll oh, hear from that. Matthew Makovsky. Uh, who said one this week? Money low. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on direction for Asuka and Charlotte now. I no longer think that the, the rear thing will happen. Also, goddamn, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens truly got the job done. The emotion is Owens gonna do it? Yeah, it did. Bang brains. So we got the bang brains there in terms of the uh, direction for Charlotte and Asker. Like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not too, much, too big of a fan of the um. Oh, you you sort of uh, the tag team they they win the tag title together and then feud, but um, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see how they do it. The match will undoubtedly be very good because it's Charlotte and Asuka, two of the best female wrestlers. I'm not even going to preface that with female. Two of the best wrestlers the WWE have got. Um, so I think that could be caught cool in terms of the direction. I probably think we see it before WrestleMania. This isn't again a report. It's more. Um More uh, speculation. I, I'll speak more on this because I know Alex probably knows from what he was saying earlier. More has a better idea, but um, I don't think this is the Mania plan. I think it's probably a Royal Rumble plan, and Charlotte will face someone else at uh, WrestleMania. Possibly Rhea. Possibly. I mean, if they really want to prolong the story out, could be Nia Jax. Mm. Could be Lana. Could be, could be who? Who knows? But um, there are options there. Could be Shayna Baszler. Could be anyone. But I don't think it's Asuka. I think that Asuka match probably happens beforehand. And uh, yeah, and anything you've got, to, you you can say there are without uh, giving away what uh, what what what's on the cards. If you do yeah,
1: it. I'm going to refrain from saying too much because obviously I've heard from the same source about what they are going to be doing. All I know or can say is that yeah, Charlotte and Oscar is the story and that excites me. There is a lot of story to be told there. Um, So yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that, but I am excited to see what they do with it. Um, And I do think, uh, sorry, Oscar, is in dire need of a top-level, high-profile story like this. Uh, I say need. She deserves it. She's just she an amazing talent. Um, So, yeah. Also, uh, Injection2k says here, I told Ron Hayes about your report about Raw on his show, and he told me the story of the quiz show he and his wife were on when they were on your show, Alex. Yes, they were, the Talk Wrestling quiz. Um, He absolutely... Wipe the floor with Kristen Ashley, who is his partner, um, and they are great people. That I do like Warren Hayes very much, uh, a yeah. very good, very good value on Twitter. Um, so yeah, that talk wrestling quiz, guys. It's open to anyone. You don't have to be a journalist, although Louis is pretty formidable. Kenny McIntosh even more so. Um, sorry, sorry. He's, <laughs> it, you did not. You faced each other before, yes? Yeah? Did you not? What happened? No, yeah, we haven't. You haven't. No. Is, he beat everyone. I, I thought you'd had a go on that first round. You have you, lost. You have lost on the quiz though before. So let's, yeah, I was, I was getting bored. Ah, come on, Louis. I tell you what. I tell you what. Anyway, you, let, me, let me just say you this: book it. you book me and Kenny. I've booked you and Adam. And what happened? You couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> he didn't tell us till four in the morning. That's true. It's very true. Uh, that will be happening in the coming weeks. Louis Dangle versus Adam Pearson. But I do welcome all of my good eggs to come on my quiz. Come on my show, in fact. Um, like, you are so gracious to do so on the Wrestling Daily. Uh, well, that kind of wraps us up for TLC. Um, it's, you know, it's very, oh, no, Tempest, you're not welcome. Uh, actually, Tempest and Kenny is, is, the, is the one to make. Let's have, here we go. Listen to me. Let's have Louis versus Adam, Tempest versus Kenny, and then the winners. The winners for it all. I feel they're a
2: bit stacked. it, it, it you need to even them out a little bit. Well, no. Well, you I mean that's Tempest Kenny? You, of course you can. Look, uh, listen, right. I'm not. I'm not WWE. Just feeding you filler <laughs> stories. I'm giving you the best matchups where I've got them. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um... Yeah, the Tempest sniffing out when we hear the word quiz, Um, of course. Oh, god 3 no,
1: uh, is here as well, and he's got ma- major knowledge. This, this is going to become some brackets, man. It's, it's going to open up all kinds of things. Book a tournament, G1 style. <laughs> <laughs> Round Robin. Yeah, god damn it. Anyway, let's get to some Ultra Chats. Uh, CM Chris, I see you coming late, brother, but I appreciate you coming. We did change the time, so I'm going to forgive you. Um... We were meant to be 9.30, but then my radio show got recorded this morning instead of live tonight, so we pushed it forward just to make life a bit easier. Sorry for putting you out, CM, Chris, but thank you very much for your ultra chat. Good evening, Alex and Louis. What are your two all-time favourite title belts? That's a very, very good question. Mine are the Hardcore 24-7 title. Yeah, that's a good one. And the DDT Wrestling Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship. Hashtag Elite Good Eggs. Hashtag Merry Christmas. Hashtag. Happy holidays, CM Chris. All the same to you, my good brother. Um, I still love the Winged Angel World Title. Um, it is
2: looks wise, I presume. Looks wise.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he means.
2: Like yeah, I, I love. The,
1: um, another thing I love. I love the NXT UK titles. Pretty much all of them. Um, I think they're amazing titles. I like them. Uh, I'd say
2: I lo- There's always something about like big gold. Yeah, I missed that. It just looks like looks cool on them, like big gold, and also um, I like the white strap IC title. That's really cool. Uh, I
1: wasn't so. I mean, I didn't mind it, but I wasn't. I preferred the, the I preferred the incarnation before that. I loved. Um, do you remember when they first unified the titles? And obviously, when they first actually amalgamated them into one undisputed belt that like Lesnar had and and Undertaker yeah, and that, that, awesome. that that was a sick title as well.
2: That was nice. But I'd say if I had to pick two, and we're just going off WWE here. I think the AW World title is really cool. Um, IWG title, IWGP title. Oh, is really cool. Yeah, that
1: is sick. Yeah.
2: But in terms of WWE, I'd go for Big Gold and NXT UK. I think NXT UK is a really, really cool title. So yeah. I'd go for those two. I, I
1: mean, just to be different, I'll, I'll, I'll have the, the Winged Eagle. Um, from yeah. the attitude era, I think that's a serious title. Uh, moving along, CM Chris, thank you very much for that, my friend. Moving along, we've got Matt Field. Matt magnetic Field, see what he did there. Very clever. Uh, hi guys, finally watching live since wrestling daily started, as I've always been working two to 11, but now on my Xmas break. Congratulations, Matt. Please enjoy your time off, my friend. The other day, you spoke about the rumor of Vince owning. Newcastle United Football Club. Considering how bad he runs WWE, where would the Newcastle United be now?
2: Up the mighty Chelsea. Oh, I'd love to. Okay, I've got um, to say one thing. Yeah. In terms of how Vince, Vince doesn't run WWE badly, he wouldn't. Well, he wouldn't run Newcastle either. He would just own it, I presume. But in terms of finances and money, he runs WWE incredibly well. Like. Yeah, incredibly well you can disagree with some of his decisions and a lot of them are very easy to disagree with but in terms of turning over profit turning over money you cannot deny that he does do that Um, uh, I mean he's not going to be like a Tony Khan I think Tony Khan's director of football um, that oh, Fulham Newcastle game would be would be big
1: I saw Tony Khan um, getting upset about because we played him last weekend right Khan, um, yeah. I see he was upset about how that played out and I very nearly tweeted him but I left it
2: <laughs> oh,
1: you, still need
2: it. you still need him on your good side. But uh, that, that,
1: Newcastle,
2: yeah, that Newcastle-Fulham game of AEW versus WWE, <laughs> it would be like a derby. It
1: would be spicy. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Like, uh, and Tony Khan the Young Bucks telling me this the other day, that Tony Khan has thought about running shows at Craven Cottage. And I believe that was kind of the primary report on Vince wanting St. James's, which of course holds 52,000 one of the biggest stadiums in the country with an amazing hotbed of, of fans as well. Um, It, it was, that was the crux of it. They wanted like a home in the UK that they could use. I, I, I don't think there was anything really serious in, in the report, but you know, you, I would anyone but Mike Ashley. I know there's probably not a lot of football fans in here, but I really can't stand the Newcastle chairman. He's put his hand in his pocket lately, but my God, he's got years to make up for. Uh, And you say up the Chelsea. I love Chelsea's squad from a talent perspective. Man, they are set up great for the next five years or so. Man. Um, Yeah. Enough football chat, though. Uh, I mean, we... Liverpool
2: top of the league, so that's all I'm going to say. But um, we well. didn't cover this when we were speaking about that. Uh, but on. Roman Reigns injury update. So um, there's been a little bit
1: of not our habit of not talking about the title of our video is going to oh, come honestly. back. Quite there.
2: It's it's because because we just uh, get carried away with it. But um, so yeah, uh, Fight for Select reported that. Uh, so, there, so a lot of people were seen Reigns favouring his shoulder mm-hmm. after the match. Obviously, a bit concerned that. Maybe he'd injured himself. Fightful today reported that no, he was all fine backstage with one source saying, and let me get the quote up here, because it was a very, very good quote.
1: Just like just that he's very good at his job or something. Yeah, I think it
2: was like, oh, he's very good at his job, which obviously just like he's just a good, very, very good seller. Um the report says exactly uh yeah, he's very good at his job. Exactly that direct quote. So obviously great to hear he's not injured. And we'll be seeing him in action on Friday on uh, SmackDown.
1: Of so course, he's a good at his job. Show. Of course, he is. Um, just to pivot back here quickly, Adam Southwood says Alex, how do you think Steve Bruce is doing? I saw people calling for him to be sacked after the Fulham game. I did not like Steve Bruce when it was appointed. Not that he's not for any, you know, he's a Geordie and that's cool and that, but. Uh, I just didn't think it was a progressive appointment, but I think he's actually done exceptionally well with the resources he's got and the players that he's got. So there you go. uh, He's won me round, and I hope he stays around for a little while. Uh, You're 12th in the league. That's that's pretty respectful. I'll take that right now. I really will. Uh, Hayden says, Alex, what was your second favourite match? Whatever? (laughs) Of TLC? Um, Narrow it down for me, mate, and I will answer that for you before we
2: finish up uh, today. Lou, is there any other news that we need to get to? um not particularly I did want to cover your um your interview I'm with, you with yeah, yeah which if, have, if people haven't checked out um and you know we'll go I know uh we, we should be done in in about three minutes but we'll go an extra 10 or so or five or so however long because there was obviously a bit of issues at the beginning but uh yeah why don't you talk us through what uh your interview was with uh, what was said in your interview with AJ Styles because mm-hmm. there was a lot that was a gave me a field day on Sunday to go through <laughs> and uh and to read through which and while you're doing that I will go and get the link and share that in the comments of people that want to check out your interview
1: cool um so yeah i mean for first of all for anyone who hasn't seen it it you can watch the full video it's only thirteen minutes or so on inside the ropes YouTube so make sure you make your way over to there because it really is. What i would call my best interview of 2020 one of my favorites ever um aj was so open i've done a lot of writing for you know, on talksport and of course louis has got it as well on WrestleTalk, talk so pick up those lines um yeah it, it, you know first of all talking about the undertaker and saying that he had called him a month after the wrestlemania 36 match trying to find out if taker would be open to a match in front of fans or if they could do something together in the future. He does say the undertaker has not returned his call since. um, So it doesn't seem like he's going to get his way, but AJ did say he tried and that was something that he wanted. Speaking of which WrestleMania 37, AJ is targeting triple H. I don't know if people would have called that, but he is. That's somebody that he wants to, um, to face. And it is a long time thing for him. Someone that he's admired and, Yeah, Triple H is the guy that he wants. He's been putting in, you know, last year it was a phone call to Undertaker. Those who have seen the Last Ride documentary will know this. AJ put a call into the Undertaker and convinced him to face him at WrestleMania. He's been doing the same to Triple H. He's been calling him. He's in his ear. He's trying to talk him into it. Uh, He says he's working on it, but he doesn't know if it will happen. If not, he would like Edge. But of course, we all know that Edge and Orton have got some business to finish as well. So it's very interesting. Um, the way AJ Styles is looking. He obviously doesn't have firm plans at the moment, but he has his heart set on Triple H. He also talked about the Twitch streaming situation. Uh, there was a report that talent had gone to meet Vince McMahon. I can't remember who actually put that out, Louis. I'm I'm okay if you want to interrupt me and say... I that. cannot
2: remember for the life of me.
1: But uh, what AJ did do is confirm who was there, and that was himself himself. Xavier Woods and Sasha Banks. Uh, They met with Vince uh, and essentially AJ said he's not happy about it, right? Like, you know, he's going to eat it because he's a team player and he'll do what he's told, but he's not happy about it. WWE is still in discussions with Twitch and internally about what they're going to do. Again, AJ says, am I going to like the outcome? Probably not. That's an actual quote. Um, But either way, uh, he he made it very clear that he... he understands that WWE believe their intellectual property because they own the superstars, for want of a better term. Um, you know, if there's, he was like, you know, we we make a lot of money out of WWE. So if in a time like this we could pay it back, I thought that was a very telling statement that he feels like WWE think they need the money in this time. I'm not sure about that, but that's what WWE are coming from anyway. And AJ Styles is is accepting of it, but he does intend to return to streaming some way. Or
2: another. Um, what, what was really interesting? Sasha doesn't stream on Twitch, I don't think. Or if she has, I've completely missed it. But she's a bit of a locker room leader, right? This That's is what thing. I was going to say. Which is obviously very good to hear that she's obviously gone as a bit of a representative. It seems, and is clearly seen as as, as a uh, as a person that can go to meetings like that where situations need a sort of a leader, a, a representative. Which is obviously very nice to hear that she is uh, seen like that backstage and takes on those responsibilities.
1: Yeah. Uh, And that's the thing as well that, you know, AJ Styles was opening up about, you know, Drew McIntyre having a great 2020 and making that match mean more. And he also spoke about the ladder match, the great ladder match he had with Jeff Hardy and uh, Sami Zayn, that class of champions, I want to say off the top of my head. And um, he, he was just, he was full of praise for Jamie Noble, saying that he had put together the vast majority of that match. And for anyone who doesn't know, or is, is, or isn't interested in the way things are produced or done in WWE, Jamie Noble, Jamie Noble. He is always Jamie Noble. He is so goddamn smart. Um, and uh, everyone, you know, Seth Rollins always works with Jamie Noble always. Um, so now that he's off, I think AJ Styles and that relished getting, uh, in and amongst it. And then, you know, you've got guys as well, like Fit Finley, uh, who's back at the company now and Tyson Kidd that are doing amazing stuff with the women. So if you ever want to think about who the great minds are behind some of these spots and stuff, there are are your guys. Jamie Noble was legit one of the greatest minds. I don't think that's actually a stretch to say. He's one of the greatest minds of his generation in terms of putting matches together. And there you go. Tempest says it there. Jamie Noble also made HBK versus Undertaker WrestleMania matches.
0: That's
1: not a bad string to have to your bow, is
2: it? uh anyway Um, before we wrap up i do want to talk about just a little bit my interview with darby allen from last week wasn't as what wasn't aj styles but uh definitely (laughs) one that was incredibly interesting nonetheless uh he spoke about his desire to wrestle ftr and how he really appreciates the work that they do and that style and said that he could team with moxley or cody or sting uh, any of those guys and i actually reached out to dax harwood and got a comment from him and it seems like the respect well, it doesn't seem like the respect is very much mutual it he is, is he is vi- he is very much a fan of Darby Allen. Uh, saying, praising his selling, and saying how underrated that is in wrestling nowadays, and how Darby is that way. Uh, told me the interesting way he found out he won, he was winning the TNT title, wanting to wrestle Sting. He said uh, a cinematic match would be the craziest s word he's ever seen. Uh, I've got uh, him saying who the 2021 breakout star in AEW is going to be him talking about it basically i've got a lot more to come so if you check out my twitter obviously which is linked above there and uh, on wrestletalk.com we have an exclusives section so um all my exclusives are up there and my notes from there the interview go. there you go yeah um and i uh, may or may not have another interview dropping b- between now and the new year with a certain another former wwe star so um stay tuned for that Is that a rescheduled one by chance? Might be. Might might be. Might not. I've
1: got a couple before the end of the year as well. We'll keep you alerted, guys, of what we're up to and the news that drops out of those. Um, I must say, before we wrap up as well, please do subscribe uh, to Wrestle 2 and get those notifications turned on so you don't miss a wrestling daily. And head over to Twitter and give them a little follow on there because they're growing by the day and our community is a lovely one. So please, guys, all be friends and get following and get talking about some good old wrestling. But until then, this is the last time you'll see Louie before
2: Christmas oh, on the wrestling. Oh, have have a little bit of very good news for WWE. Actually, uh, SmackDown has the ratings just been revealed and it is just over one million, which is two hundred thousand more yeah. than they have got previously on Fox. So great for them on FS1. It's worth on it. FS1. Sorry, yeah, yeah. apologies on FS1. Um, so yeah, good news for them. Very good. And yes, you you won't see me until after Christmas. Uh, until after Christmas. So, um, obviously, uh, happy Merry Christmas to anyone who celebrates it. And I hope everyone that is uh, that that is able to can see their family. And those that can't, uh, I hope you guys enjoy what you are able to do during the festive period. And obviously, you'll be back tomorrow with SB3. I and will on Wednesday with uh, Stephanie Chase. Uh, so That's you'll right. get all of your wrestling daily hosts this week
1: although just just a day. it's just exactly. full a the day that's all it is guys so thank you so much for joining us tonight anyway uh, Louis thank you so much brother I know we've got one more uh, a couple more together before the end of the year and of course next week we do have that ending show where all four of us will be on there so until then me and SB 3 will be back tomorrow with our Christmas jumpers another installment and we will see you then thanks for joining us goodbye